Lately, we have been introducing you to all the amazing products Ascent Nutrition has to offer. This week, I'm very excited to tell you about their full-spectrum hemp oil. Ascent Nutrition's full-spectrum hemp oil utilizes superior plant genetics and an organic proprietary blend of natural ingredients. Their hemp oil contains not only an abundance of CBD, but 119 other phytocannabinoids found within the spectrum of the hemp plant. According to the National Center of Biotechnology Information, this strain is the gold standard in hemp genome sequencing. Ascent also uses a unique method that ensures infusion of significantly more phytocannabinoids and CBD than all other competitors they tested against, including most of the leading CBD companies. I challenge everyone in the audience that uses CBD, as well as those of you who may have tried other CBD options and didn't get any results, to try Ascent Nutrition's full-spectrum hemp oil, which is guaranteed to be much stronger and contains more phytonutrients than any others on the market. Just click the link in the description or visit GoAscentNutrition.com and use coupon code FKN to get 10% off your entire purchase. Welcome back to Forbidden Knowledge News. I'm your host, Chris Matthew. Today, my guest is Ryan Bledsoe. First, I'm going to run through these announcements. If you have a business and you want to advertise with us, email me, forbiddenknowledgenews at gmail.com. We have amazing pricing packages, and we reach an enormous audience. Our website is ForbiddenKnowledge.news. This is also the home of the Forbidden Knowledge Network. You find some of your favorite podcasts from our community, like Raised by Giants, Inception, Going Down the Rabbit Hole, Day Zero, and many more. Forbidden Knowledge News is always available on Rockfin, Odyssey, Rumble, all podcast platforms. Rockfin is where you get our premium content. You also get all the premium content from every amazing creator on Rockfin for only $10 a month. You go to rockfin.com slash FKN plus or click the link in the description to sign up. And you can also create a free account and get access to tons of free content, including all of our regular shows. Today, I want to welcome back to the show, Ryan Bledsoe. He has had experiences with supernatural phenomena, UFOs, and intelligence agencies following an entity encounter in 2007 known as one of the most publicly documented cases of all time. He also hosts a podcast, Bledsoe Said So, with his best friend Nick, discussing the paranormal, spirituality, UFOs, consciousness, and all things weird beyond the veil. 
Ryan, welcome back. How you doing? I'm doing great, Chris. I'm happy to be back. I had a blast last time, man. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, it's great to have you back on. You are already, like I told you, one of my favorite guests because of your seemingly advanced understanding of not only yours, but yours and your family's experiences and what we call extraterrestrials, UFOs, and the paranormal. Mm -hmm. uh, you've experienced a wide range of this phenomenon, and you've even had some trying and even dangerous events, events unfold for you, which I want to get into a little bit. Now, for the audience that hasn't seen you last time or may not be familiar with your story would you mind giving us a little synopsis of it up to where you are today sure yeah so last time i feel like we we ran through it for quite a while so i would definitely say check out the uh the previous episode with me on it but just you know the the kind of like yeah decently a brief synopsis of where we, right, where right. we were Yes. Yeah, so, so the decently short version of it um and you know it's skipping through 15 years of context here but you know that's okay uh, back in 2007, my father had a, a just an incredible uh, experience with orbs and beings of light and what most people would know as aliens or interdimensional entities or angels or what have you. And um, shortly after that, he was uh, on the Discovery Channel and then the rest is history. Got involved with like NASA, CIA, all kinds of uh, three-letter agencies uh, with the Department of Defense. And that's been going on 15 years. And here we are today. I'm coming up on uh, one year of my podcast, Bledsoe Said So, which you can see I'm in the studio now. So Awesome, man. How's that going, by the way? Oh, it's going great. I mean, I was just checking the numbers today because our uh, I'm a little sappy because our one year is in two days. So we've just been really, you know, talking things through and kind of looking back. And at some point last month, we had hit uh, number one on the charts for spirituality categories. So it's it's going far better than I could have ever imagined. I mean, it's, it's, it's just best case scenario and we're so grateful and blessed and it's just been a wild ride, man. Yeah, it has. Uh, I love the way podcasting is going. I love how many different voices I can listen to now with such wonderful content and information. Hopefully it doesn't get smashed down on through censorship, but uh, you know, I have my hopes up that we are still the last frontier here. How does your family feel uh, about your podcasting uh, you know, after everything that's happened? I think at first they supported me just because I was their family member and they didn't quite know like what I was going to say or anything like that. And now with, with the success we've had and kind of what it's turned out to be and the positivity that we've put out, uh, they're all on board. They're behind me a hundred percent and they couldn't be happier with me and for me. So it's just great all around. Right on, man. Uh, now, what I want to get into today is a little bit deeper into your understanding of the phenomena and what is happening right now with disclosure and the deceptions that we're seeing, the infiltrations into people in this community. Um, I've been to plenty of UFO conferences. I don't do them anymore because they just put a bad taste in my mouth from all mm -hmm. the, the insertions of former three-letter agency individuals, people who are there just to muddy the water, people who are just there for attention and have yep. these crazy wild stories. So you got this mix of just misinformation and disinformation about what extraterrestrials and UFOs and this phenomenon really is. And I think, you know, to best understand it, you have to experience it yourself. Now, I've had my own experiences. It's not what I would with what I would consider UFOs or extraterrestrials. It's with what I would consider my spirit guides or ancestors and things like that. To me, it's a much more spiritual phenomenon, but to each his own, because I know there is 
probably some physical aspects to this that I just don't understand yet. Uh, and there's this whole phenomenon is like a, a massive onion that you keep peeling and peeling and you can't get to the center of. Uh, right. from, from the time you first had your experience to now, how has your understanding of what ET or an extraterrestrial it, it has that changed? Yeah. And before I dive into that question, I just want to say you said it flawlessly. That was, I, I just couldn't say it any better um, about how, you know, like the, the, the UFO subject or crowd or what have you has definitely been infiltrated by, by bad actors and things of that sort. And, and to be honest with you, that's why I want nothing to do with that sort of uh, crowd or, or conference or anything. I'm not knocking people that believe in the subject, but it's more so the people that want to speak for the subject. And, and anyway, I, I just totally agree with you hundred percent what you said about that. And um, yeah, so the experiences started when I was 13 years old and 28 now going on 29 in uh, a, a month and some change of a month and a few days. So it's, it's coming up on 16 years this year that we've um, kind of been this well-known paranormal family throughout the world. And I got to say, like growing up on the inside of the subject with the people coming around and poking and prodding and, and demanding answers and wanting to camp in your yard and wanting to know what it's all about. Um, it was, it was a pretty, it was a pretty wild upbringing. And I would say that since my childhood, I have probably had thousands of personal experiences, whether I'm by myself or with my wife or, or friends or family or with my dad, uh, varying from seeing tiny dots zipping around the sky and blinking and disappearing to actually having um, entities in my room uh, touch me on my body. And I, I just got to say, man, I, I don't buy anything that the government, the, the, the 1%, the mainstream media, whatever you want to call the boogeyman, there's definitely a boogeyman. I don't buy it. Um, it completely doesn't rock with my personal experience. That's not to say that there might not be some sort of physical phenomenon somewhere out there in the universe. I mean, we, I, I couldn't possibly know that. I haven't been to space. I don't, I don't even know that, that they're really going to space. You know, I don't know that they're really coming from space. But in my experience, what I can speak to is um, the phenomenon that I have interacted with around my family and others has been a spiritual phenomenon. It's been light. It's been energy. It's been magical. You know, like you read about ancient folklore with the genies and the fairies and, and, and the angels and the things like that. It's, it's been more like that with them making profound things happen at just the right time, at just the point in your life when you needed some sort of sign or guidance or, or whatsoever. And um, I would say like, I'm, I'm hundred percent on board with the, with the fact that it is a spiritual phenomenon. Yes, and it seems to be extremely personal as well for those that are mm -hmm. experiencing having a genuine experience. Um, these kind of group experiences that you rarely hear about are usually nefarious and probably involve the military to some degree. But most people's experiences, uh, they grow from it. They have spiritual growth. They mm -hmm. kind of experience this sense of wanting to better themselves and do better in their lives. And the information given to, to most people who have had genuine contact experiences is either for their own benefit or the immediate benefit of people surrounding them. And it's a very personal thing, and it seems to be attached to personal spiritual growth. And when people, after people have these experiences, they are better and they don't 
are less trusting of mainstream type of information and uh, daddy government and things <laughs> that uh, they're trying to uh, expose right now. Uh, so I can see why the government would want to kind of sway what's really happening to something that is completely different, right? Right. Absolutely. I, I'm right there with you, man. It's like everybody that's been around, they have all these ideas. And I just want to, you know, put out a little reminder that, you know, growing up from childhood, I've had hundreds of people come to my property just to get a piece of my dad and meet him and hear the story. I've met so many countless number of people who who are, are wanting to, to figure out like what this thing is. And everybody that comes to our property and has some sort of sighting, uh, they, they leave with their mind utterly melted from what they thought that it should have been or would have been or what have you. And many of them, if not most, were either meant to be there to see this for some, you know, very incredibly personal purpose, like having gone through trauma or tragic death in the family that affected them deeply. And a lot of them walk away feeling like they were renewed in the sense that there is a higher power that's watching them and hears their cries and, and, and is willing to help. And I do believe that is the case. I do believe that if, if we wanted to get out of the box and speculate, I, I think, uh, again, if you look at these ancient descriptions of entities from, from you know, the mystical texts and even the exoteric texts of the past, like the Bible and what have you, it's probably the closest description that would make a lot of sense to what this phenomenon is. It's very personal. It's very, it's very uh, spiritual. It's, it's, it, it, it actually hears you. It actually hears your thoughts and, and your cries out for help and things like that. And typically that's when they appear is when people really need it. Yeah, exactly, man. Now, uh, does your family still live in that same property? Uh, no, not quite that we moved out. I was actually still living with my parents back then when we moved out, um, just out of college. So that was probably 2016. Uh, yeah, I think it was late 2016. And now they live just across town, a hop and skip away on, um, actually an even more active property where, where the experience is ramped up entirely because it's, it's pretty, uh, shaded out in the woods on a 13 acre lot on a, on a body of water. So a lot yeah, more privacy. Say, it followed you guys. So it's, it's attached uh -huh. to your family for some reason. Correct. That, that seems to be the case. Um, and and the, the activity actually picked up when they moved. A lot of people thought maybe it was the property. And I get why people would think that. It's a valid you know, assumption, but it definitely followed. Man, that's crazy. Now, you said you've had uh, experiences until now. Uh, have you had any uh, that you'd like to talk about, some maybe that stick out in your mind a little bit more than others? Sure. So probably the most wild experience I've had in my entire life. And I want to just put up a hand of caution here. I'm going to actually do the hand. I'm a man of my word. Um, and, and say to those of you, if you're listening and you have no clue who I am or any of my background whatsoever, I would urge you to really, uh, after this or before this, if you want to pause, that's totally cool. Go, go just check out who we are and like what the experience is, because this is going to be really weird and it's not going to make a lot of sense if you don't, if you don't have any clue uh, what we're discussing here. Uh, we but, love weird here. <laughs> great, great. Um, yeah, I love the weird as well. It was basically my life since childhood. So here's what happened. So I'm 18 years old. This is five years after my dad has already been, you know, talked about around the world for the documentary and the hundreds of people had been coming to our property and this and that and the other. We'd have tents out in our yard. My dad's just such a nice man. He would just let anybody and everybody come over, even the Department of Defense. I mean, still to this day, they're, they're coming around and they're calling. And my dad is just so nice. He, he just he, he can't always close the door. And I, I totally don't blame him. Um 
And I would say the weirdest experience is I was 18 years old. I was a freshman in college. So again, five years after the initial encounter. And I know this was 2012 because this was within months, um, if not weeks, after my dad had his most profound encounter of all, which will this be on video, Chris? Yes. Okay. So if, if the audience can see right behind me here, uh, I'm not sure if the image will be reversed or not. But this, this depiction right here um, is, is what my dad encountered in 2012. It was a female entity. Um, she was roughly floating four foot off the ground. She was ethereal, like a ghost-like being. She had a flowing white dress that twinkled like the stars, blonde hair, blue eyes, changed his life. Um, and she had a lot of things to tell him that we do go into great detail about in um, our podcast on episode um, 17. And it totally up to you. I'd be, I'd be willing to talk about that here, wherever you want to go. I'm happy to do that. But to get to the point shortly after my dad had that encounter, um, I had an encounter very similar. Um, not that I saw her, but that I kind of heard her in a sense, it was very strange. So for a little context, when this being first appeared to my dad, she looked like a bull, like a ghostly spiritual bull. And it ran through him and knocked him over and he didn't feel anything physical. It felt like a powerful wind. And then when he turned over and, and kind of like got up on his hands and knees, that's what he was looking at was this beautiful blonde haired, blue eyed woman. So weeks or months, I can't remember because this was literally 10 years ago, but weeks or months had passed. Um, same year, without a doubt, I know it was the same year because we were talking about this experience and I, I, it might've been summer. It might've been a couple, uh, you know, within a month or two after the initial thing happened. Anyway, I'm outside, I'm talking to dad. Like, I don't understand dad. Why aren't I having these profound experiences, but you and mom and Chris jr. My oldest brother who, who, um, was there with my dad that first night. I'm like, why are you three having these experiences and seeing all these things and these entities sometimes. And even my brother, Jeremy had caught a glimpse of one and, I was like, I don't understand why I'm not having such close and personal encounters. It's like I'm not, you know, uh, deserving of it or it wants nothing to do with me. And I was just really down and out. And my dad was like, you don't get it, son. You're not ready because of your attitude. And your attitude is that you, you don't even accept them for what they are. You have doubt in your mind. And I said, well, I mean, you know, it's just hard for me to believe that they're listening to me at all times. How could they do that if they're up there with their technology? There's no way they could they could listen to me from miles and miles or even light years away and know what I'm thinking and know what I'm saying. I just wasn't ready to accept that. And he said, son, you don't get it. They're magical. They they hear your thoughts. They know what you're thinking. They know what you're doing. And they and they basically, you know, are not going to show to you until you're ready. And within minutes, I forgot to mention, we were outside in our yard in the backyard late at night on a summer night. Um, it was a six acre yard. So our backyard was literally like the size of a football field, if not three quarters of one, perhaps. And we were out in the back, just looking up at the stars like we did. And right about that time, I heard a cow uh, moo in my backyard. And I looked at my dad with big, bright eyes. And I, and I, I knew what it was deep down, but I, I didn't say that I believed it or accepted it. I was kind of irritated that that was how I had chosen to appear to me. And I was like, dad, you, the, you know, maybe the neighbors have a cow, whatever. Our neighbors did not have a cow. The neighbors on the other side were my grandparents. They clearly don't have cows. I would have known that. Uh, there was a fence on all sides of the property. There was no way any sort of cow could have walked onto our property. Not to mention my dad went driving around the area the next day and the closest cows were over five miles away uh, minimum. So there was no physical cow on this property. Anyway, so right about the time I heard the first cow, I look at my dad, he looks at me, and then another one moves. 
And then a third one moves and then a fourth one and then a fifth one. And then we hear four or five cows moving over each other. Like it was a freaking farm, just cows and cows just moving. And it was so loud that we couldn't even hear each other speak. And then he looked at me and he said, you got your experience. And it took me eight or nine years to realize that these entities were moving at me like a cow just to, uh, for lack of better words, mess with me. So I would never forget the impact of that experience. And um, that was definitely one of my more bizarre ones. And I didn't see anything, uh, might I add. It was only sound, but still. That's crazy. That that reminds me of just some of the trickster aspects I've heard from some of these entities. It's like not necessarily nefarious, but it seems that they try and trick you. Playful, but to to get you to start thinking in a certain way or a different Mm way. Uh, Mm -hmm. It reminds me of the story I had Dr. Gregory Little on, and I think I've told this a couple of times, but he was uh, interviewing a a Native American gentleman for his new book, and he said these little blue things would come out of the walls and tickle him and mess with him, and he hated Hated him at first, but when he accepted him and just, you know, trying to gave in, they gave him profound cosmic knowledge and knowledge of himself. And it was a beautiful experience after that. And that seems to be kind of on par with some of these people who claim to be getting information from somewhere else or other entities. Right. Maybe these things are messing with them and giving them, you know, BS to start with. And it's not until they kind of reach a certain point or a certain realization that they'll start giving them the truth about things. It's a kind of maybe tricksterish, but growth type of um, mm-hmm. uh, experience for these people. What do you think about that? I, I 100, that's been my experience. 100%. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And I kind of have the suspicion. Well, not kind of really, I actually fully believe this. I'm, I'm not even going to hold back or front. I believe that these beings um, at least the ones that I have observed and, and interacted with, I can't speak for other people's experiences whom I have not met, but the ones that I've interacted with or, or, or what have you, it seems to be that when they interact with people, they take you on some sort of uh, very gradual initiatory journey where at every level, when you're seeing them, it's, it's divine timing. It's, it's right when you need it. It's, it's, it's not always just random. It's, it's actually never random in my experience. When people come to our property to see something, it was something they needed and they leave typically transformed on a spiritual level. And I, I do believe that these beings of light are showing up um, in mass around the world. I mean, the videos are all over the internet. People are seeing orbs and beings of light and what have you. And I fully believe that they are highly, if not highest, um, advanced forms of consciousness uh, that are coming to take the human race on an individual, on an individual to individual basis, uh, form of initiatory journey to higher levels of awareness of consciousness and what have you. It's, it's a very spiritual individual journey. Yeah. I think you're hundred percent. Um, now I want to get back to the deception here and those behind the scenes that don't want to us to figure out that it's a spiritual phenomenon it's for our consciousness evolution uh could you tell us a little bit about your experiences with some of these three letter agencies um i know that you've had varying types some not so bad and and some really awful but what are some of the most profound ones that the audience really should know about how these guys operate yeah so Exactly. Like you said, some of them have not been so bad. Like for example, very kind individual. He's been nothing but nice and endearing to my family. And he's probably someone that your audience may recognize if they're any sort of UFO head or, or read up on the subject whatsoever. Um, not to say that I endorse any of this material, but you know, speaking of which 
His name is Jim Simivan. He is the, um, how can I say this? He, he's the, I believe he's the vice president of To The Stars Academy, very high level CIA officer, very nice guy. As I've said, he's been very kind to my family. Um, I don't 100% know everything that he's about behind the scenes. I can't speak to, you know, endorse or deny or anything of that nature. But what I can say is he, he's been a very extraordinarily kind man to my family. Very powerful individual, uh, ran the spy program for the United States uh, Central Intelligence Agency. And that's just one example of meeting some people where, you know, every time you speak, it's just nothing but kindness and niceness and, you know, send you gifts. And who knows, maybe that's on purpose to get us to trust them. I honestly don't know at this point. And, you know, it, it doesn't help me to speculate so much anymore. And then there are others who I've met who um, I will very carefully say associated with the CIA, or I should say associated with the DIA. Um, and they have quite literally levied uh, death threats on my family just for being ourselves and trying to tell our story in any sort of public capacity. Naturally, what did that do that fired me up that made me mad as hell? Here I am. I'm telling it harder than ever before. Um, I, I don't like being told what to do, especially by anybody who, who doesn't have my best interest at heart. Um, and there were, let's see, there, there've been uh, lots of NASA people come to our house, lots of, um, Lots of CIA, like a, ha a handful of them, at least half a dozen have been over to our property personally, interacted with DARPA, NSA, uh, Homeland Security, Army Intelligence, obviously Central Intelligence. I've already said that one. Uh, Navy Intelligence, Air Force Intelligence, uh, pretty much met all of them. And it's, it's, it's a mix. It's a very mixed bag. Some of them are not kind. I, I would even wager to say some of them have been assholes. And have not had, am I allowed to curse on the show, by the way? Of course, yeah. Okay, great, great. Yeah, so some of them have been uh, quite literally like assholes to my family and have not had our best interest in heart. Mm -hmm. And then some of them, have, as, as I've said, have been really kind. So I could go into any one or the other more and, and yeah, more I'd like I'd like to hear about some of the uh, the some of the bad ones and then some of the good ones. Let's just, the ones that really stick out, maybe get, uh, an example or two of each. Okay. And for the sake of what I'm discussing here, um, I'd rather not say names because that that's just not very, you know, that's, that's, it's not very safe territory, but again, right. I'll very carefully say, um, an individual who was associated with the CIA, meaning he was a civilian sent by an active, uh, high ranking CIA officer, because here's the kicker. According to the government's website, according to United States of American uh, policy, whatever you want to call it, laws about Department of Defense and how they operate foreign and domestic. Technically, um, if you believe in these stupid lies, the CIA does not operate on U.S. soil. I already know that's a crock of shit. They tell me some of the hits that they've done on American soil. But anyway, technically, according to the law, they're not supposed to operate on U.S. soil. They're supposed to be domestic. I mean, foreign. The FBI is supposed to be domestic. But I know that's not the case. And they have lots of ways to get around that and harass and terrify. And, and, and I haven't observed this, but maybe in some cases harm innocent American citizens. Um, anyway, so this, this gentleman was sent to my property by a CIA officer who my father did speak on the phone with. He was who he said he was. We checked up on him with other CIA agents, very real guy. Um, he sent the civilian to our property to get through that little loophole about the whole domestic versus foreign thing. And this guy came to our property. He, he harassed my dad. He stuck around for five or six days. He just wouldn't leave. No matter how kindly my dad told him he needed him to leave, he'd, he'd get a hotel down the street and he'd come back. And, you know, my dad is such a nice guy. He's, he's, he's not just going to physically throw off it 
you know, anybody off of his property unless they've gone way too far. And um, this guy over the course of these days started saying some really out of character things about um, his CIA contact and even called him and put him on the phone on a three-way call one time and introduced him and things like that. So he really was who he said he was. Um, and not to mention this guy had um, a, a family history of extremely powerful political figures in his family tree. I'm trying to be vague so that th this individual's identity um, can't be discovered, but he, he had very powerful uh, Washington, D.C. type family members. So it was it was just no coincidence or, or coincidence or accident that he was connected to the Central Intelligence Agency. If you catch my drift, he was a very connected yeah. figure. And um, he straight up told my dad at one point after this five or six day period that he could put a bullet in my mother and my brother's head. Um, if, if, if he if my father didn't tell his story and his experiences the way that this dark group wanted my father too. And at that point, I kid you not, an orb appeared behind him, scared the shit out of him. He went away and he never came back in true cowardly fashion. Wow. And um, yeah, and it, it's crazy. I think that's the funniest part. It's like ever since then, they haven't been quite as uh, uh, crazy on the threats. I think they know that if, if they fuck with us, that, that something will fuck with them, just like it does a Skinwalker Ranch. But anyway... Yeah. Yeah. So um, he, he called me on the phone. I, I, I didn't know what his intentions were at first. And naturally, when you're a young 20 something year old kid at the time, because this was, you know, probably five years ago, when you're like a young 20 something year old kid, you always want to meet the CIA guy. You always want to talk to the NASA guy. It's just cool. I don't think so anymore. It's not it's not as cool yeah. anymore. You know what I mean? Because of my experiences. Mm -hmm. He talks to me on the phone and he literally tells me that um, he's a Bilderberger. And that basically he believes that God and Satan are one being and that he and his friends or his little uh, shadow organization in the CIA are actually trying to, he told me this verbatim, he said, and in this terminology, he said that his group is trying to usher in the new world order to bring uh, a new age for humanity and that God and Satan are one entity and that all the catastrophes that have been caused around the world, such as 9-11, the vague, this, these were his words, mind you, these specific incidents mm. too. He referenced them. He said 9-11, wow. 9-11, the Vegas shooting back in uh, 2015 yeah. or 16, you, you recall. He oh, said yeah. that those events were done by their demonic God in order to uh, whip us into shape with tough love that we just don't understand. And that's the kind of shit that some of these fringe groups in the CIA right. believe and are operating on. And um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's just crazy stuff. And, <laughs> and some of them have been incredibly kind and they act all big about how they believe in God and Jesus. And it's just like, you never know. There's some really strange Man. fringe types in these intelligence agencies. <laughs> They're definitely, that's what kind of solidifies my thought and theory that there's not just a pyramid structure. We're looking at that there's different factions kind of yeah. fighting for control over in slavery, over humanity. Uh, I did a show with Charlie Robinson the other day. We're nice. not going to get too deep into that, but we the title of the show was the Fourth Reich versus the Babylonian Death Cult. And I love it, you know, that. That's so clever. <laughs> well, it looks at, you know, two different sides of these yeah. control systems that are trying to fight for humanity, basically. And that's what we're looking at, I think, on the deepest level is this really kind of what you say far right extremist type of uh, faction that's trying to get, you know, slavery and control. And then another far left extremist faction that's like sacrificing babies and occult <laughs> magic. And it's, you know, 
It's crazy, right? <laughs> that's clever, Chris. I love that. I'm going to run with that, man. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll be sure to reference you, but that's that's genius. The Fourth Reich versus the Babylonian death cult. That, that's epic. But um, yeah, no, I totally agree with you. And um, it's it's just wild. Like I, I, I know this for a fact as well, because I've been told this directly by people in the CIA. They 100% um, are deeply immersed in the lore and the literature of the mystical occult bodies of knowledge. I've personally had conversation with very high level CIA officers who have actually recommended mystical and occult studies to me. So however you slice it or dice it, uh, they believe it. They know and believe that it's all real, the mystical knowledge and what have you. And um, on our show, just kind of a caveat here on our show, Bledsoe said so, um, I really like to relate these deeper mysteries oftentimes to pop culture, because I feel like for, for general demographics and general audiences who aren't very well versed in these mysteries and in the UFO subject, it's just very approachable. And what I would say in, in that case, if anybody's caught up on some of the really cool shows right now, I'm not going to say any spoilers, but just to name a few stranger things and the boys, both of them are like the hottest shows in the world right now. And I'm actually watching both. So they're, they're fresh on my mind and both of them. Okay. Light spoiler, light spoiler for anyone Go who's for listening, skip forward like 20 seconds, but both of these shows uh, season three, which is the current one of the boys and season four of stranger things, both of them have the same premise and it's two factions of the government or the corporate oligarchy fighting against each other behind the scenes in a shadow structure. And it's like, I mean, you know, they're really laying it all right there for us normies to see. So I think you nailed it, man. Now, what do you think that they're doing at the highest level with the, the mainstream deception of what we're to- told about UFOs and ETs and what they're trying to portray this as and the certain players that they've inserted in here? What do you think the end goal is with this? Is it just to keep us from understanding it as much as possible? Or do they have more nefarious uh agendas in mind possibly i mean i would be lying if i said i knew 100 percent. but my take my speculation is uh through a mix of uh personal conversations with some of these individuals and just research online and what have you i know this for a fact this has been told to me there are members of uh the cia and american intelligence agencies such as naval intelligence Air Force intelligence and Army intelligence, um, again, as well as NASA and CIA and DARPA, who are actively engaged in studying practical applications of occult ceremonial magic, psychic perception, um, energy healing techniques, and combative energy techniques, such as uh, ancient Tibetan death touch, or excuse me, Chinese Qigong death touch techniques, which they have successfully done. Um, that's the secret behind the men who stare at goats. That's actually really how they killed it was Qigong. Uh, Dim Mok, which is a, an energy technique where you transfer deadly energy into your fingers and disperse it through the uh, the body of, of the subject and what have you. And I was, I was told that they were developing this for world type situations, uh, you know, overseas, uh, you know, black ops type research. But anyway, what I'm getting at is I know without a doubt that these people and these agencies are um, studying ritual occult magic. I know they believe it. They've told me. And my point from this is I believe at the highest levels, they are practicing these things using these applications because they're desperately trying to reach out beyond the veil and communicate with, with entities or what have you. And if they have, I would certainly uh, 
probably say that they've been dark entities, not the good ones for sure, mm. uh, because they've told us that. They've told us not that they've communicated with dark entities. That part is my speculation. But they've told us that they can't communicate with these positive entities. They don't want anything to do with them. That's why they've been uh, the government. That's why they've been coming to my parents' property all these years, because they're dying to know what the fuck these beings want for humanity. Wow, man. So you have never had a, a negative experience or a dark entity experience, correct? I have once. I saw a okay. shadow entity uh, move across a wall at a time in my life where things around my family and my property were extremely dark, extremely chaotic, extremely negative. I did see one shadow type figure move across the wall. But since then, I have not had any I've, I've not had any negative, um, dark, or any sort of scary experiences of, of that kind. Right on. Check out our friends at Linquicity Gifts. Linquicity Gifts is a metaphysical store offering natural gemstone bead bracelets, signature and zodiac, designed and made in the United States, as well as raw and polished stones, crystal balls, pendulums, tarot cards, natural crystal points, wands, and so much more. Their beautiful signature design bracelets can aid with creativity, balance, focus, and well-being. Visit their website using the link in the description or visit linguistitygifts.com and use coupon code FKN to get 10% off your first order over $20. No, that makes a lot of sense that they would be trying to harness whatever type of uh, entities or energy that these these beings have. I mean, look at everything that they've done at places like Skinwalker Ranch. I mean, normal people can't even get in a certain distance near a certain distance of that place. And uh, of course, they've, uh, you know, glamorized what they're doing with the History mm -hmm. Channel and all that stuff. So when we have really no idea, they show a bunch of probably government drones in the sky in every episode and call it, you know, Skinwalker Ranch. It's spooky, you know, but I, I know. think that most of what we're seeing in the skies is probably our own stuff. Uh, now, I want to get your thoughts on that. Uh, if it's not, it seems to have some kind of intelligence or personal interaction like we were talking about earlier, but uh, most of these kind of high-tech, very um, machine, physical-like type of craft that they've been showing us like triangles and uh the tic tacs cigars these, and things cigars these appear to be you know very physical and i would put my money that we've had those for a long time i i, I tend to agree with you man i think if there's anything out there like that it probably is our government just fucking with the people because i mean i'm gonna go out on a limb here and tell something really personal but it, it is what it is and i i would once again, I would urge people to uh, brush up on a little bit of the background of the Bledsoe story so they're not in over their head in deep waters with this one. But um, when the entities uh, took my dad the second time, this encounter with this female lady right here, what she told my dad is that there is a dark group at the top of humanity. Uh, she did not give a specific name. She just said there is a dark group in power who is using biblical scripture to uh, reenact the prophecies on a globe, like the end time prophecies on a global scale to force humanity into some sort of end time crisis. And part of this agenda is a great deception. And this deception will be tricking humanity into believing that there is no God, there is no higher consciousness, there is no spirit, and it's aliens. It's physical 
monster evil aliens. That's the ultimate deception. So running on this assumption, when the shiny lady spoke to my dad and told him this shit, I took it pretty serious. I tend to believe uh, these mystical type profound experiences more than I believe our, our, our 1%, you know, media moguls who are telling us what we should believe. I mean, we already know they're liars. So, I, I mean, I, I go by that. I really do believe what this entity said. I, I, don't, I don't necessarily think there is any threat whatsoever, any possibility of a threat from any sort of physical alien monsters. I think it's entirely made up. Uh, I think uh, not to say not to say there can't be any sort of physical entity. I'm not trying. I, I couldn't know that. I'm just saying I know that they're lying about some sort of negative spin on this phenomenon to try and trick people into being terrified of it. Yeah, I think you're spot on. Uh, now, let's talk a little bit about your understanding of what the nature of reality is, what we're doing here, how uh, the, our, this phenomenon interacts with our consciousness. Uh, you mentioned earlier that, you know, you're not even sure these things are coming from space. I'm not either. Um, you know, we, the space thing is a whole other show, you know. If, yeah, if it's a exists. whole other. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> did a, I did a whole show on that topic. Oh, actually. yeah, I have. Yeah, I've done those, yeah, too. And yeah. it's a very it's divisive. Uh, it's a it's very, fun people. Yeah, it gets people worked up for some reason. But it does. Yeah. Uh, you know, whatever we're on, whether, you know, we're on a planet or a flat plane or whatever you want to think it is. Uh, I think that this is a much more special and different place than we could ever imagine. Um, you know, my idea lately, and it's just, you know, one of my many theories that pop into my head and, you know, could change tomorrow or even in the next few minutes is that this is this whole reality is something that we may have even put here for ourselves for consciousness growth and experience and and that, you know, these strange entities and things like that are part of our own programming that might pop in every once in a while to get us on the right track. Uh, I don't know. I'd like to get your thoughts on what is what, what is surrounding us at all times. What is this that we call reality, but we know is no way physical when you get down to uh, the micro level, right? I mean, yeah, you, you said it extremely well, but I'll just kind of like give my personal takes on that and kind of enhance what you were, what you were saying. But um, I believe that we as divine conscious beings, and, and I say that I really believe that, that anybody who is born into this world, any, any sort of living being with a heartbeat and a brain and a spinal column and a breath that, that, that animates whatever being this is, um, is divine and has a spark of the divine or, or, or I would say, uh, the Godhood or the source or whatever terminology people want to use. They always get so mad if you use the wrong terminology. Um, the, the, the ultimate source of reality is this eternal consciousness that is completely in balance and in harmony with all life, all things everywhere, space, time, it's above anything that we can comprehend or conceive. The Egyptians have been talking about this for thousands of years um, and these secret mystery schools, and this has passed through the ages secretly, of course, up until recent times, it wasn't so mainstream knowledge, uh, passed through the Greeks, the Persians, uh, the, the Indians, the, even the, the Jewish schools like the Essenes and Kabbalah and things of this nature. This knowledge has always been around that we are co-creating a, um, 
I guess you could say an illusory reality together that we come here to experience so that we can evolve on a soul level so that we can return home to the highest reality, which is the source of all living things. And and you can call it God. You can call it whatever you want. I don't like people to get too caught up in that. Um, I do believe that because we are small fractal pieces of this eternal uh, oneness, this eternal source of consciousness, Because of that, our thoughts, our words, and our deeds truly matter. Because if you think a thought in your mind, you have no clue where that thought truly came from. It might be, you might be having a bad day. You might be in a really negative vibration because of the energy going on around you. Someone's looking at you funny, cursing you, fuck you, dude. And you're feeling bad and you're getting pulled down by these negative vibrations. And you you, you might start having some hateful thoughts come in. You should enact those on those thoughts because you're giving birth to them in this reality. And those vibrations will harm someone else's spirit. And, and it's the same goes the other way. You know, if you're having a really good day, you're doing everything right. You've, you've meditated, you've prayed, you've, you've eaten good, maybe fasted, maybe exercised, whatever you've done that's made you feel whole and complete and healthy and happy. Uh, you might be vibrating at such a level that uh, some really profound thoughts come from another place. And, you know, you speak these really loving, positive thoughts, you might just change somebody's entire life. And you had no clue that that person was struggling or going through something and needed some encouragement from someone else. So I think our thoughts and our words and our deeds truly matter in this realm because they come from another place. We're just the channels. Yeah, man, I love it. I love it. Uh, What do you think about timelines and the possibility that not only are we on multiple different timelines at one given moment, but you can kind of experience this and, and think about it in a way that people in uh, you know, a different country, say uh, people in this far off in, in the, the uh, Bavarian forest, and mm-hmm. they don't have TVs, and then 9-11 happens, and these people don't have any media TVs. They're out in the middle of nowhere, and they live in their own sustainable community, and they never hear about it. Is that really a part of their reality? Did that really happen for them? Or does it really have, it's like, you know, does if a tree falls in the forest, you know, and we do have, you know, uh, biological life and trees and, and uh, particles to witness these events, but does it spread that far? And do, do people experience that set kind of separation of reality into these types of different timelines. It seems like many people are on different timelines in our own reality that we cross over into. I consider going to the grocery store crossing over into a different timeline because it's not my desired reality. Even if I, especially if I have to go to a place like Walmart, that's like preparing to go to a different dimension, man. I got to like gear up, say a prayer and like, oh, I don't want to go here. So like every, you know, even travel, but it seems with especially everything that's been going on since 2020 and people's awakening and realizations that these timelines have kind of split off even more. There's this major fear timeline where people are just going with the narratives and sinking down into oblivion. And then there's the timeline where people aren't paying attention and kind of flourishing and getting better in their lives. Uh, So it's very interesting to see all the things that are occurring right now, which brings me to your thoughts on that. This, this whole strange times we're in the awakening situation we're in and all of that's, that's, that's kind of unfolding before us. I don't think I could say it any better than that, man. You kind of just blew my mind. Um, I never thought about it in that sense. Seriously, like that's pretty profound. What if there was some tribe out there somewhere in the forest and they never heard any sort of news of 9-11? 
I, I mean, you know, I've never thought about that kind of concept before, but you're probably right. It probably had nothing to do with their consensus reality that they're sharing. They, they may be completely unaffected. I think that that the totality of consciousness of this, this human race is intimately connected. And I think that there could be some variations about how connected we are to certain events that have psychic impact on our collective consciousness. And I would say maybe in some way they're affected through the grapevine of this, you know, you, you could think of, you could imagine our collective consciousness like a spiritual entity that sort of has a mind of its own. And when negativity is spread through this, this life that we all share together, this, this consensus reality, you know what I mean? Um, it has an effect on each and every one of us, like this COVID shit. I have no doubt in my mind that this was perpetrated on humanity so that we would all suffer and live in fear and chaos and darkness. And nobody can tell me that what I'm about to say is wrong. In the last two years, we have entered a new life, a, a, a totally new timeline. Virtually everybody I know my age works either from home uh, the whole week or home half the week. Before uh, 2020, I had never heard of that other than some technical sales job, you know, some IT kind of thing. I had never heard of anybody working from home. Now, all of a sudden, everyone does. It's like this whole world just flipped upside down and we're in a new timeline together. And I think you're absolutely right that these negative events that they perpetrate on humanity, uh, like 9-11 and, and the Vegas shootings and all these terrible tragedies and massacres, I think they do that to shape collective uh, reality or consensus reality, whatever, to, to shift towards a negative, um, hateful, fearful timeline. And that's why I urge people and I plead with people to turn off the fucking news and be very cautious what they consume into their soul. Because if you're just going to listen to the mainstream media talking heads sit there and tell you, you should be afraid of everybody around every corner and every, every doorstep is holding some terrible person who wants to, is just out to get you. I'm exaggerating a little bit, but you know, we all knew the news or we know the news is fearful. So I agree with you 100% that they are fucking with our reality with all these terrible catastrophes. I mean, yeah. I don't know, man, I, I couldn't say it better than you, honestly. Well, uh, with the timelines, there's, there's, I think we have plenty of options on where we can go collectively into the future. There's also plenty of options and agendas of where they want us to go in the future, I believe. Like we were talking, the two or maybe more uh, factions that battle control for control over humanity. They have a lot of power. And like you were saying, they, have, they do these large events to steer people in a, a certain direction. That They have plenty of options that, you know, some... Some think uh, some want us to go to the transhuman route to where we mm -hmm. plug ourselves into machinery and uh, just live our lives there. It does not seem that we m would get there because we have this looming kind of economic crash and everything mm -hmm. that is coming up in the future to where it looks like society is going to go through very troubling times. I'm not sure they're going to get their transhuman utopia where we merge with technology with uh, if this situation continues to go the way it is, the food shortages, uh, it seems like one side may be uh, gaining a little ground with uh, their depopulation agendas, you know. Uh, so we've got all these types of uh, awful timelines and, and places we can go. But I think it, collectively, it, it's, if we can wake up and uh, realize this and shift some of those uh, timelines over, we could have better options on which reality we want to participate in. What do you think about these different timelines? Do you, do you see it the same way? And do you think, are you hopeful for the future? 
I am. I, I have full faith that we will eventually arrive in a positive future. And I say that because, again, this 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 female entity, uh, when my dad spoke with her, she said a lot of things. And one of the things that she said that was the most important to remember is that the whole point of this, the whole point of the UFO phenomenon appearing before the eyes of civilians and innocent people like ourselves and every other normal Joe out there who's not some government employee. Why would they do that? What, you know, you would think if it was aliens, if it was some sort of militaristic society, they, they, would, they would definitely not be accidentally revealing themselves to ordinary people like us. If they were smarter than we are, if they had this sophisticated technology, even if they had psychic perception of all physical beings or whatever, they would know better than to just be accidentally showing themselves to ordinary people. And, um, Anyway, I kind of got off track there. What the lady told my dad is that we are going towards the age of Aquarius. And that's the whole point of why these beings are coming in the first place is to guide us to this Aquarian age of peace and love and harmony. It's all about um, understanding that there is a higher consciousness. There, there is a divinity. There is a God. I don't care how people call it. I don't care what name they want to use. That doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is the total confidence that there is a positive higher power who is trying or, or is actually not just trying, but doing this guiding humanity throughout the ages. But there are certain rules in this reality. You know, it, it, if these beings were to regularly manifest, this reality would probably fall apart. I don't think that this, this little 3d world that we live in could fully and openly contain these beings of light. I just don't think it's possible. I don't think it's written into the program. So they show up in these little flashes whenever they can get away with it and kind of hack the system. You know what I mean? Kind of like from the matrix when yeah. Neo and Morpheus hop in and, and fuck with the system and then the agents get on them and, and, and the, you know, the government's trying to play damage control and convince everybody they're scary and they're evil. Just like Neo and Morpheus were terrorists in the matrix. You catch my grip or my drift. Yeah. yeah so, right on. Yeah, I just I that's that's kind of how I see things that there is a positive future. And that's the message. The government, the 1%, the media, whatever, they don't want anybody to have any sort of hope or positivity on the horizon. They want it always to be chaos and fear mm. and running around with like, chickens with their heads cut off. Well, right now, there's a uh, illusion our perception that only one side is is right, of course, but not only that, but we're only going to see one side's ideas, one side's agendas, and uh, anything else that goes against the grain is going to be shunned and considered a threat or terrorist. But uh, right now, it's hard to tell who and how many people are on the right side of history and you won't ever see it coming out of the mainstream media. And the only way to do it is doing things like we're doing, talking to people who talk to a lot of other people. And it's hard to, you know, that's the only way to get an idea of how many people are, uh, are towards the light, are going or awakening, are understanding some of the things that are happening and what's behind it and going towards the right side of history. And I, I, I have to think that most people are and we're not being shown because, of course, just like I said, we're only being shown one side of the narrative, one side mm -hmm. of the story from Hollywood and the media and everything else. But if you turn off your TV and walk down your street and talk to your neighbors and talk to people like we're doing across the planet and those people talk to a lot of other people, it seems that everyone I'm talking to. Uh, is pretty reasonably smart and doesn't fall for some of the bullshit that we're going through. I don't know about you. How do you feel about that? I, again, I absolutely agree with you, man. I think you're right on the money tonight. Um, you know, the, at least the people I know, 
used to be years ago, I couldn't really talk openly, even with some of my friends about this stuff, uh, because it was too fringe or it was too not uh, what the mainstream media talking heads were pushing out. And like, especially some of my friends were all just like, whatever political bullshit was on TV, it was what they were parroting. And, and, and I'm not talking like, you know, people that I talk with every day. I'm just saying acquaintances I bumped into and things like that. I know people in my life and I've observed these people in the last few years. They're so much more open-minded. They're so much more curious about um, alternative media and they all see the podcast. People I know, they're all like, oh man, this, this shit is cool. Like, I, you know, I used to think you guys were weird for talking about aliens, but after listening to your show, like I feel so sorry I ever judged that kind of vibe, you know? And I think that people are 100% becoming more open-minded. I think you're absolutely correct. But I think the reason is why is because yet again, we are shifting into the age of Aquarius. And I think that spiritually uh, that is affecting the resonance of our collective consciousness and slowly um, on an individual level, but there's 7 billion individuals. So it's going to happen like a tidal wave as the years go on on an individual basis consciousness is unfolding to understand and receive higher concepts. And I really think around the world, people are slowly but surely opening their minds and it can't be stopped. And again, that's why they keep pumping out the fear because they know these ancient prophecies about the next age. They know that uh, the little old dinky redneck Bledsoe family down in Fayetteville, North Carolina is speaking with entities that the CIA is constantly monitoring and trying to track them down and, and figure out what the fuck's going on. And they made my father write this stuff to the Pentagon and took it and even briefed the president on it. They know that these entities communicated to my father that the age of Aquarius is coming. They know all this. They're scared of all this. They tell us, you know? Yeah. So I think uh, that they tell us a lot more than people would realize. I think they've been telling us through Hollywood and the movies they've mm -hmm. made. Everything that is really happening, you know, I, I say it all the time, is the hero's journey like Star Wars. Mm -hmm. uh, a small group of people are under the, the control of the evil galactic empire. They rise up, they fight against it, and then they have a utopian society, but they have to go through all these trials and tribulation and, and self-realizations until they get there, and that's always these heroes in these Hollywood and that's just us that's the normal people that are having this spiritual journey right now and the enemy why is the enemy always like this totalitarian government well because it is that's what the enemy yeah. is guys they're yeah. showing you the truth and they yeah. have been for a while uh, although Hollywood a lot of the crap they're putting out now it hasn't even been even as close to entertaining as uh, even if I'm even if it was him. propaganda you know at least it used to be entertaining but that again is a whole other show um, now I want to get your thoughts on the afterlife and do we come back are we reincarnated do we have soul contracts uh, do we agree to come here or is this like we were talking earlier some kind of uh, you know our own type of simulation or something else what, what do you think about the afterlife Afterlife and are we coming back? Yeah. So here's here's my nuanced take on that. I I'm very fascinated by the concept of soul contracts, but I just don't know much about that, admittedly. However, I do one hundred thousand million percent. I will die on this hill. I believe in reincarnation. I I in my experience, I have experienced evidence enough to prove to me that it is true. The entities told my father that when we die, our life is truly eternal. 
And that when we die, we go to the eternal realm where these light spirits, these orbs, whatever you want to call them, where they live, where they reside. That when we die, our spirit goes into these orbs that you see on these photographs. You know, my dad is, is world famous for taking orbs. There's thousands of orb photos all over the internet. But if anybody wants to see some crazy, authentic orb photos, follow my dad on Instagram. Um, I can plug that at the end if you want to do any sort of plugs. But anyway, he gets thousands of orb photos. And what these entities said is when you die, your spirit goes into one of these orbs and you cross onto the eternal realm. Now, when and where the reincarnation process happens, I don't know. They didn't say that specifically, but they did say that this life is the journey of the soul and it comes here to learn lessons and move on to a higher place. I don't believe in permanent death. I believe that, you know, life in all forms, truly is eternal because you can't kill God. If we have that spark of God, if we have that spark of divine consciousness inside of us, that's really arrogant to think that we could kill a piece of God. I think that's really stupid and arrogant. Right on. Now, as far as our uh, immediate future, it does seem that we are headed towards some dark times. But just like you said, even in all the ancient prophecies and you even look at things like um, black projects, like uh, looking project looking glass, where they were looking mm -hmm. ahead to the future. Mm -hmm. And they were always, you know, seven steps ahead that they lost uh, these elitists, these people that were trying to achieve their uh, their Babylonian death cult future, uh, mm -hmm. they never made it because the light has always won and it always yeah. will. It and always I think will. that's, we have to look forward to, even though we probably may go through some dark times trying to um, extinguish this. We, I, I'm very hopeful. We already have people setting up their own systems, their own sustainable communities, their own businesses. People are uh, entertaining in different ways, podcasts, doing their own documentaries, movies. And so we're already starting to set up our own kind of system for this new utopia. It just has to collapse first, and that might hurt a little bit, right? Yeah. I'm right there with you. <laughs> yeah. I know I keep saying it, but like, I, I just really <laughs> like your vibe, man. You, you're really good at what you Thanks, do, Chris. Brother. But anyway, so um, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, it's, it's just self-evident, you know, like it, it's all about spreading fear. It's all about spreading fear so that we don't collectively manifest this positive reality together. That's just, that. that's just all I can say. I mean, I can only say it so many times, you know, and so many people will listen, but the mainstream media, the, the, the top 1%, the elite, they are lying so that they can manifest the negative reality. And it's up to us if we want to accept that. We don't have to accept that. And I want to say back to kind of like how you were weaving it into your question. Yes, there are really bad things happening in the world. It looks very dark. It is very dark, but it is always darkest before dawn. And I think the most important thing that any one individual soul can do out of the seven billions of souls. If all of us did this, it would be great. It'd be utopia. The best thing that any and every soul can do is hold on to the light and shine the light, shine the hope out into the shared world that we're living in and perceiving and creating together. Hold on to that hope, hold on to that positivity and project that towards your neighbor. And if we all did that, it would snowball and we would manifest the new positive reality together. Man, I love it. I think that is actually a perfect note to close on. Ryan, this was fantastic as usual. We're going to have to do this more often for sure. Absolutely. Always a pleasure. Uh, before you head out, let everyone know where they can find your podcast, social media, anything exciting you got going on, uh, sure. whatever you got. So um, I like to keep my plugging concise. Our show is called Bledsoe. You can see it behind me. Not sure if the video, sometimes Zoom reverses them, sometimes it doesn't, if you can read it. 
B-L-E-D-S-O-E said so. You can find us on Instagram, uh, Twitter. We even have a TikTok, um, where, uh, YouTube, and we do have a Patreon and a Rockfin. Every single one of our channels are under Bledsoe said so. Super easy to find us. Awesome, man. Yes, go check that out, Ryan. This was fantastic, and we'll definitely do this again soon in the future. Thank you, Chris. And I just want to say I do apologize for being so hard to to track down, but I, you know, I do have my own show myself, so I, I would I totally it, love to come back if if you're willing to have me. I I just always do have a blast on your. Show. Hey, I got your number now, so it's all good. So uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure, excellent. we're gonna do it more. All right. Okay. Well, till next time, everyone. Have an excellent evening, and we'll talk again tomorrow. We'll see y'all then. <laughs>